If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Isn't this a sports show? So I got a haircut yesterday, two days ago. I also brought the beard in a little bit today. And so this is basically, I'm just waiting for the guy that said I looked fatter on Facebook than I sound on the radio. Almost entirely. Just come back now. It was mostly fluff. Facebook commenter. (laughs) This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. He also called into the postgame show at one point, and uh, and he's, he's cool. Mom, don't, mom, please stop bullying that guy. It's fine. Not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. None of what I just said was a joke. Every single syllable was a a real thing. Take the show with you by listening on the Sports Radio 810 mobile app at 810whb.com or by searching for Almost Entirely Sports wherever you get your podcasts. That was bad. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but it was bad. There it is. Hold on. Let me change that. That was bad. I admit it. I'm not sorry. This is Almost Entirely Sports on Sports Radio 810whb. If this show was going to go for a full two hours tonight, wouldn't you expect it to be beginning now? If if this was a Tuesday, wouldn't you think that in about an hour, say the first half of the last hour of the show, Wouldn't you conclude that in all likelihood, Seth Kaiser would join this show at 9 o'clock this evening? Good thing it's not a Tuesday, because it's only the first day of the week. It's only the first work day of the week. Very interesting. Now, what makes you say that? It can't be Tuesday, first show of the week, first work day of the week. Very curious. I sleep through another day again. Eight to ten, two-hour-long show. Seth Kaiser tonight, Sporting Kansas City show, just aired just before us. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Very interesting Monday we're having. Very interesting. Very strange. Why would Monday do this? Unless. Unless. Do you know what has been holding my brain cells together? Today's Sunday? Oh, you're so close, Rudy, and I really think that by the end of this, we're going to get you there. No, I think today's Sunday. Let's go home. Putting us all off the air. Let's go. Do you know what has been the ever shakier ever straining bonds between my last two remaining brain cells over these last four days. One thing has really been holding those two brain cells together. Not not sports, not Pokemon, not podcast or music. Vinny Pasquantino. Not Vinny Pasquantino, not his, his acting not career. His acting not, career. not his baseball career. You said no sports. No, but I was going to go not not to his, you know, maybe eventual reprisal of his role in The Hobbit. No. Not Twitter. God, not Twitter. Not fireworks. 
not outdoor Celsius. The thing holding together these last two precious brain cells of mine are just straight up Brian Windhorst memes. It might have been the greatest sports media performance of our lifetimes, and I'm still not sure why he decided to go that route. Rudy, I absolutely should have warned you that we should have done this earlier in the show. It just feels like this happened a month ago. On the off chance anyone hasn't heard, in fact, don't even go find the actual audio. Go grab the audio that Tom Martin tweeted out right before this meme popped off, where uh, Tom set the Brian Windhorse segment to some Hans Zimmer music, and then the tweet went very, very viral. God bless Tom for doing this. I believe that was on Friday, which for me was the beginning of a four-day-long weekend, basically. Not complaining, I had a nice time. But my goodness, I have never seen certainly a reporter. I have never seen a reporter take over a timeline quite like Brian Windhorst did. We'll, we'll play that audio in a little bit. It was right as NBA free agency was starting. And ultimately, when the meme blew up to another level, was when it was clear that, that he had seen some things in his crystal ball uh, be- which you'll hit the audio was before the Rudy Gobert trade came down. That has been the fuel of my weekend to get me here. I have a lot of Kevin Durant, Phoenix Suns, Brooklyn Nets, Toronto Raptors sort of things in mind. I've got some Kyrie thoughts. We're going to do some NBA tonight because that's the interesting national thing. It directly involves my team. And the Chiefs didn't do anything this weekend. So what do you want? It's basically their Super Bowl. A quiet weekend. That's actually probably true. It's been a while. So this Nobody uh, started a podcast. That's a great point. That's a great point. I think I did see that Tyree Kill said to Tua that their chemistry is going to be so good. I'm paraphrasing, but it's very close to this. Their, their chemistry is going to be so good that he's going to wake up and walk into his kitchen at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night and find Tyree Kill just like cooking with his ingredients. Something along those lines. I, if I remember right now, again, I might be paraphrasing here. I'm pretty sure he said they were going to have chemistry like Manny Teo and. Um girl whose name i don't remember you can't exist you can't swing in with that joke without knowing know. for sure the name lene I, kakua i think you're right is that right i think you might be right i i just did what i wasn't going to let you get off from doing there which is to just continue steamrolling forward not being totally confident in the name there's nothing wrong with that you said tao kind of funny and that made me Man even that made me even Lene Kakua, boy. So Look at that. If you know, if I could, I would, I would absolutely just, I would be so proud of myself if I could tell you what the Pythagorean theorem is. But boy, I remember, do I remember Lene Kakua's name? Damn right, I do. A player, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Yes. Look at that. I do remember that the uh, the Florence Freedom once uh, a independent baseball team in Florence, Kentucky, did a Lene Kakua Kakua uh, bobblehead night. I remember this also. Just empty boxes my point being i think tyree kill and uh um i almost admit i <laughs> you did you definitely tyree did. kill and tua i think that chemistry is gonna be lacking a little bit 
Here's what Tyreek Hill said. Quote, it's going to be 2 a.m. one night, and you're going to wake up and walk in your kitchen, and I'm going to be washing the dishes. That's how good our chemistry is going to be. Now, is that good chemistry? Well, fair. Because I don't... Here's the thing. If if you woke I, up and walked in your kitchen, I was there cleaning your dishes. At 2 a.m.? I don't know if I'd want the person who I work with to be in my apartment at 2 a.m. or my house at 2 a.m. Why did you wake me up cleaning dishes? Going to come back at like 8 a.m. and let me get a good eight hours of sleep and then you, you clean it then. They'll be there tomorrow. I think you're right. I'm with you. I don't want you in my house at 2 a.m. You want to you come over and wash my dishes? Let's just agree on a time. I barely yeah. want Renee in my house at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Be the but first time she's ever cleaned the dishes, am I right? <laughs> it's a good thing she doesn't listen to your radio shows. No kidding. Um, if her brother Ryan is listening, Ryan, you get it. You know. You live with Renee longer than I did. Did she ever clean your dishes? Didn't think so. Let me say this about... Uh, you're going to wake up and walk in your kitchen and I'm going to be washing the dishes. That's how good our chemistry is going to be. Your point totally withstanding here, Rudy. Totally keeping that as is. That's a great line, though. It is. It's a great line. Honestly, kind of just, you know what I'm just wondering today? Why weren't you in Patrick Mahomes' kitchen at 2 a.m.? Huh? Wow, do you know where this all came from? Hold on, think about it. What did Tom Brady do when he when it, he was really going to stick his neck out for Antonio Brown for like the 14th time? Let him move in with him. Let him move in with him. Kicked his family to the curb and said, come on, Antonio, you're my family now. In fact, you can kick my family if you'd like. My family, S2 family. Clean my dishes, Antonio, and we will be one. Well, you'd have to, you, you, you'd like to think that Tom Brady went into that knowing he was never going to get anything back. <laughs> Whatever he was deserved, he wasn't getting. Antonio Brown doesn't like to pay for things. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real shame on me. Fool me 14 yeah, times yeah, yeah. shame on me sort of thing. Man really hates to pay for things. Anyway, I love that line from Tyreek Hill. I do it, not know if I would want um, among my best friends. In my house, unannounced at 2 a.m. Doing your dishes. If, Because here's the thing. Let me let me take this one step more pedantic, which is the, all the, how all the best conversations begin. Hey, you know what? Let's get a little more pedantic. If you... Now, no. I've, I've actually come all the way back around. I, I beat myself to the end of this. Because I was going to say, Rudy, if you said, hey, give me your door code... And just to, just at 2 a.m., two, between 2 and 3 a.m. tonight, I'm going to come over to your house. I'm just going to wash all your dishes. Are you also putting away dishes in this man- metaphor? Let's say sure. I'm going to wash your dishes. Yeah. I'm going to put away your dishes. Um, and I'm just going to leave. You'll just wake up and have clean dishes. Like, my, my first reaction would be no. Like, no, 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 please don't do that. But if you were like, no, I insist. I'm, going, I'm doing it to win a, you know, a contest about how many houses I can do dishes in in one 24-hour period. I'm setting a Guinness World Record. Then I'd be like, okay, fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's implied here is that you're going to walk in your kitchen at 2... Have you ever walked in your kitchen at 2 a.m. in a state where you would want another human being to see you? I don't know I mean, what not, my state of dress is going to be. Certainly not if I've fallen asleep, right? Like, like if, right. I, if I'm still up 
If I if I if I have not made it to the bedroom yet, Tua Tua is asleep by two a.m. By the way, like oh, clearly, Tua is asleep by like nine p.m. This is I know this it is a rhyme as well, but like eh. he feels like kind of the old man. Like I I got I got to go to bed early. Yes, so I think that at least here now maybe maybe in this case Tyreek is you know still he's burning the midnight oil. Just driving around, just going, breaking into his teammates' houses to clean their dishes. Good old uh, locker room fun, you know? It really is. That's, that is a very good one. The team that breaks in, into each other, houses together, you know, goes 7-10 and 10 and loses in the first round of the playoffs. I almost said 7-9, and nine, and then I had to, like, redirect real fast. I, so the I was, reality is, I, I'm going to say, like, 8-9, and because I, I don't think they're 7-10. and 10. I think they're an 8-9 and nine team. I thought you sold it until you until yeah. at the end you had to admit that you I I was yep. like he said he's gonna say seven and nine yep. oh seven and ten he got it here interesting well when I said the playoff thing I was like well seven and ten's not making the playoffs that is also what I thought as I you like said I it but I was gonna him, let you I, I was feel, gonna let it go I feel like I've given myself away that clearly somewhere along the way because like seven and nine we've seen it it's possible seven and seven ten, ten. That's no not happening. Anyway, listen. If Tyreek Hill drops a good one-liner every once in a while, and that's the takeaway from the podcast, I'm I'm cool with it. That, that's that's fine with me. I uh, I do have some basketball anxiety. If you want to talk about football things, you know what? I can even tell you this: we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes at nine o'clock tonight. Who? Seth wrote about Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't done that in, in forever. We've been talking about draft picks and stuff. They write about what, like the kind of dishes that he has. Like we talking porcelain. China. Yeah, yeah. Seth did a Is this full. Just like the Walmart set you get. No, not in the Mahomes household. Are you kidding hey, me? I don't. I, I'm not here to judge. Styrofoam only. All about efficiency. Put food on plate. Plate in trash. PM fifteen method. Tyree did break into Patrick Mahomes' house one night. He just found nothing but styrofoam. Plates. That's right. That's right. He was just. He just went to like take out the trash instead. I guess I don't know. Um, we, we'll talk about all of the Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, dishware, etc. With with Seth here at nine. But here's the Brian Windhorst audio um, aforementioned. You've got him on first take. The background music was added by our uh, our friend Tom Martin, who put this out just at the right time and since then the Brian Windhorst memes have been really the thing getting me through these last several days I'm going to tell you something happened yesterday the league executives were wondering what the heck it means and it happened within five minutes in fact Adrian the tweet right before mm-hmm. Adrian tweeted about Durant he tweeted something else it was a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets a very strange trade. Very strange trade. You really have to be a Jazz or a Nets fan to even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. I don't even know if One you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I have okay. coaches, I, 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 uh, notifications uh-huh. for They traded Royce way. O'Neal, who is a role-playing yeah. three-point defensive shooter, hmm. to Brooklyn hmm. for a future first-round draft pick. Hmm. So you're going, Interesting. Well, what do you care about Royce O'Neal? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? Why would the Jazz do that? Why would the Jazz, who have two stars on their roster, Take a player who's one of their starters and best defensive players and trade him in a salary dumping move. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Open what? up space to try to land Kevin? No. No. Part of a three-team trade? We say... No. Why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Why, Brian? Okay. And you say... 
They don't when get Danny it. Ainge, last time he hired a coach, was Brad Stevens. Right? Hmm. What happened that same year? What did he do? When he hired this young coach who never coached the NBA before. What did he and do? And he gave him a long contract. He gave Brad Stevens a six-year contract. Will Hardy, who they just hired, he was, you know, who would potentially be a great young coach. They gave him a five-year contract. Very rare for a first-time head coach Very to get a five-year contract. Very rare. Why? Why? What's going on in Utah? What's going on? And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? Okay. And so, I think the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns need to find out what's going on in Utah as well. Because what else happened that first year that Brad Stevens got hired? Danny Ainge traded Kevin Garnett to Paul Pierce for the Brooklyn Nets. So, that trade, that Royce Young trade yesterday. Okay. A very strange trade. Just cuts the black and says, what's going on in Utah? It is some of the best sports television I have ever seen. I didn't know Wendy had that in him. How long was that video? A minute and a half? Two minutes and 18 seconds. That was almost a full 220. Yeah. Any now, longer, that wouldn't have fit on Twitter. But the last six was the black, the sure. cut to black. So, Wendy, two minutes, 12 seconds. More For more than two minutes, Brian Windhorst, who, as far as I can tell, has always been a pretty good reporter. You know, he, he yeah. gets some things, he misses some things. He really rose on the LeBron beat. I've listened, I'm gonna say this. I've made this I've made this admission both publicly and privately. I've had some jokes for Brian Winhorst, just getting stuff wrong here yeah, and there. Sometimes yeah. he and Woj disagree, and whoever gets it wrong gets some jokes. That's how it works in the group chat. We all have. We've all we've all right, like when, when you're going up against Woj, you people just hey, people are gonna doubt you. People are just gonna doubt you. I could not offer a more mea culpa statement than what I have been issuing for several days and continue to issue tonight here to Brian Windhorst. Any any slanderous jokes I formally rescind. Any doubting I've ever done I deeply apologize for. But maybe most importantly I say this. Do you know how difficult it is to get into a studio show set on ESPN and to gesticulate your way through two minutes of television? Oh, yeah. Playing ISO. You, he went in there and said, Congregation, you may be seated. You may be silent. I have the good news. You know, he made a meal out of it. You know what's even more oh. impressive? Think about the things we couldn't hear. Think about the people in his ears telling mm. him to move on. Wrap it up. Stop, tell him to wrap it up. And he said no. He looked, he looked to that little, to his left shoulder, you know, the guy dressed in red. Said, not today. Not today. It's my time to preach. Yes. He looked at that guy in the in the white robe. He winked at him. Was like, "I got this." And he and he and you know what? He got this. The the true star was not the angel or the devil on his shoulder. The star was Brian Windhorst. He, cause here. Uh, you know what? Let's do a little role play. 
Why not? Oh, fun. It's it's July. We also did discover the cause of why I thought it was the 4th of July on June 30th. And by we, I mean Rudy. And I'll let Rudy explain that later, if I remember. So it's uh, early early July. There's no football things happening right now. 5th or 10th, who could say? Who could possibly say? Some computers in the building will tell you it's the 10th. Some will tell you it's the 5th. Um, I want you, Rudy, to just be... You're just the studio show host... And you just ask me, I'm playing the role of Boring Windhorst. That's officially my name. Yes. My name is Boring Windhorst. You can just you can address me as Boring as if you'd like. Boring Windhorst. And gotcha. you you just ask yeah, wind horse. It's like a horse that flies. Yes. Well you, horses fly, I would say. You address me as Boring Windhorst, and I will answer in how I would have expected him or most other people in this spot to answer on ESPN. You ask me what we don't, uh, what we haven't fully figured out yet in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. And action. Okay, Brian Windhorst. Boring. Think, boring Windhorst. Hold on. Win- Run back. Sorry. Hey, Sorry. quiet on Sorry. set. Quiet. Action. Thank you, Boring Windhorst, for joining us here today on uh, Bluey, you know, with Blue, with, with, with uh, Mike Blueberg. <laughs> Filling in for the host. Just want to thank you for joining us. And uh, really want to dive into the NBA. It's been, been some ha- crazy. Hashtag Bluebird. <laughs> been some crazy few days. Yeah. Kyrie, we thought he's gone. Now he's back. Everything's fine in Brooklyn. And then Kevin asked for his trade. So can you mm. can you tell us what is going on right now in Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I think before you can fully look over to what's going on in Brooklyn, you need to take a larger picture of the rest of the league. Yesterday, you saw a small trade that actually had some impact between Utah and Brooklyn. Um, hearing that, that Utah, obviously, doesn't really want to uh, plan long-term around Rudy Gobert. No huge surprise there. So I really think that the next piece that needs to fall is Rudy Gobert out of Utah, in all likelihood for a, a selection of draft picks, maybe no immediate assets. But Utah looking for at least a soft rebuild. We'll see how it goes after that. Thanks for having me here, Blue, Blue B. Thank you, Boring Windhorse. That was, what, 25, 30 seconds? Yep. I don't think I could command two straight minutes on Sunday Sound Off if I begged Mick to let me. I was like, Mick, please, I have an incredible bit. Can I get two interrupted minutes? And I think Mick, to to help me, would say, you don't want that, right? I'm like, no, I, I don't. That's too much TV time. And Brian Windhorse opened his arms, outstretched his arms. He's He was like in Mad Max. He grabbed the thing of silver spray paint, sprayed his own mouth, and just yelled, witness me! It was incredible. And all he the, rose to the occasion. All the the hand movements, right? Oh, you know, it's the that's why it's a four panel meme now. Oh, it's the, the hands. It's the hands together. Folded. It's the I don't I don't know. Shrug emoji pointing to the skies. One one finger point. Two know. finger points. It dabbed. He dabbed partway through. People don't recognize that. What I will say if the if this um, TV you know NBA gig doesn't work out for him. I think he could totally navigate some planes. Oh, interesting. I, I think he's got a sure. future there. I was thinking that with the tension, I don't know why this is where my brain went, but I just now started thinking about other jobs Brian Windhorst could do if he ever wants to switch up career paths. Specifically with the music added there in post, we know he has the gravitas to do this. Let me um, let me Google somebody really, really quick here. Yeah, no problem. Take your time. Thanks, man. 
We used to do that over on oh. ESPN Kansas City before that was yeah. a copyrighted. I said we probably couldn't music. do that on. Um, I, I I could probably find something if you wanted me to. No, here's what I was curious about. I was looking for the age of uh, who I now know to be a 60 year old man. He'll turn 61 in November. I completely forgot that he was born in Wichita, Kansas. Bill Parcells. I think I knew this, but no. You and I are both Wichita. You were not born. I was born in Wichita. You've lived. We both live in Wichita. Wichita yeah. Uh, we can. If you want to play, guess the the witch the Wichitan. We could definitely do this. Um, this is something that this man could be replaced by Brian Windhorst. Al Pacino. Television. Think television still. Wendy's not leaving camera. He's he's realized that his yeah. place is in front of the camera, and so and, and God bless him for it. Hmm. We're leaving sports though. In yeah, front of camera, sports. leaving sports. Man, I got nothing. Now imagine Brian Windhorst standing in a. I don't got anything funny. He's in a hut. Job of the hut. He no. Brian Windhorst is in a hut, and he says, "Rudy, would you like pizza with that hut?" No, Rudy. I have to finish the bit. This is why I can't believe Windhorst got through all that. Nobody interrupted him for this like two minutes. Hut bit. No. Maybe our pizza's the no, hut. I no no no. Just give me just 15, Papa John's. Fifteen seconds from now, and this bit will be over. No, I don't need that music either. Brian Windhorst is standing in a hut on a remote island. He looks to you and says, "Strange, very strange." Rudy, the tribe has spoken. What? Jeff Probst is from Wichita, Kansas. He's from Wichita. What? <laughs> he was born in Wichita, Kansas, man. I don't oh want to tell you. Goodness. It's on Wikipedia. I'm pretty sure I knew this at some I point. I did I'm, not know that. I am sure my mom told me this at some point. I was genuinely like so confused where you were going with it because I was like, <laughs> I don't know anybody else from Wichita. Um, Probst was born at the Wesley Medical Center in Wichita, Kansas to Jerry and Barbara Probst. He moved to Washington halfway through high school. Man, I mean, so he spent some formative years. In Wichita. Sure did. Now, you say you moved to Washington. State of Washington, Washington, D.C. Bellevue, Washington, and makes, then, then I some Seattle. The, I figured it would be the state of Washington. Because you, know you know what Washington is? A lot of trees, very foresty. You become an outdoorsman kind mm-hmm. of there, right? You become the type of person who wants to go host a show on, a, on an abandoned island that's probably not really abandoned. I'm sure it has beautiful hotels and whatnot. And make people, you know, survive. He was the host of the Jeff Probst Show, a syndicated daytime talk show produced by CBS Television Distribution from September 2012 to May 2013. Surprised we didn't get more, that Jeff Probst didn't get a longer leash on that one. Yeah. Do you think that show was just irredeemably horrible? My guess is is he had the problem as everybody was just like, oh, it's it's the Survivor guy. Why is he not on on an island surviving? We need more flames for him to put out. It's not a bad gig. I, uh... Maybe the tribe had spoken. It was time for him to go. Maybe that's what happened. His Wikipedia page is a, is a trip, man. None of it's, like, horrible racism or whatever, which is basically what I... If I when I open any Wikipedia page, I expect there'll be a controversy section, and then it will say, like... 
alleged racism incident of 2012. You know, I just sort of assume that's in every Wikipedia page. Not the case for Jeff, Jeff Probst. There's some stuff about like, I don't know, his marriages, which is whatever. But then this paragraph is the one that really got me. Probst keeps the snuffer that he uses to snuff out the torches when a contestant is voted out of the game as a souvenir after every season of Survivor. He has written a book called Stranded, based on the show Survivor. As an ordained minister, he has presided over the weddings of several of his friends. Did you know that he uh, uh, directed um, a movie called Kiss Me in 2014? I only learned that about 30 seconds ago from his Wikipedia page. Story follows two 15-year-old girls, Zoe and Shelby. Zoe is diagnosed with uh, scoliosis and has to wear a brace for a few years, which leads to problems in her life. Directed by Jeff Bro. She's attracted to an older man, photographer Chance. She babysits for him and his wife, Farah. It's an interesting uh, plot. Yeah, I haven't gotten far enough down the plot page to definitely say one way or the other, but I didn't. I didn't love where that ended up. It get, it seems like it gets better. Two people end up with Whoa, people spoiler their alert. age. That seems good. Hey, huge news. Um, this is the... Sorry, hold on, everyone. Today is the seventh anniversary of the theatrical release of this Jeff Probst movie. <laughs> is it really? The film was shot in Los Angeles in early February 2012, being released almost two and a half years later on the 5th of July 2014, taking over two years to film and edit. How, what, what? Hold on, hold, hold on, on. Hold I'm on. sorry. No, no, I gotta finish this sentence. I gotta finish this sentence. This is how the filming section ends on Wikipedia. Taking over two years to film and edit, comma, this... I've never seen a Wikipedia article that that has a sentence without an ending. This doesn't have a period. This does it yeah. just it just it just ends in this. Taking over two years to film and edit this, and then it goes I to references. Thought you were pausing for dramatic effect, nope. and you were like waiting for me to guess. Jenna Fisher is in it. What? What were you gonna say a second ago? Um, I think you said seven years. The seven year anniversary. Yeah, no, I was horribly. That's eight. Yeah, eight I mean, years. it's not that far off. It's only one year, only three hundred sixty-five days. Listen, I've I've lived several I'm days sure being could... five days off, so now a whole year off. <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah, sorry. Um, happy eight-year anniversary to the the release of Jeff Probst's directorial achievement, "Kiss Me," starring Pam from The Office, <laughs> and um. Uh, just and some and some adult themes. Okay, so Jenna Fisher plays the wife of Chance, who uh, Zoe is uh, attracted to. Okay, well now we're back to bad again. I don't know that I. I don't know that I need to know more about this. I'm glad that I know that Jeff Probst directed um, both that movie and then also in 2001 a film called Finders Fee, starring. <laughs> Come on, man. There's no way. Jeff, Jeff Fisher? Jeff Probst in 2001. It's a Jeff Probst film, it says. Finder's Fee, starring James Earl Jones and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, man. Matthew Lillard. To be fair, this was 2001 when Ryan Reynolds was basically the only movie he was allowed to do of any fame was uh, Van Wilder. 
James it, Earl Jones is in this though. It took a while. I'm, I'm just saying it took a while for Ryan Reynolds to really get big. This was not it. This was this was before the good times. It's also got Matthew Lillard. Yeah, it's also let me look at this again. It does well, Matthew Lillard's in it. Anybody else that you think is interesting, Rudy? James Earl Jones or Ryan Reynolds or maybe Matthew Lillard? Um, Eric Palladino is a name I feel like I've seen before. I mentioned Matthew Lillard before you mentioned Matthew Lillard. It's okay. So this is Did you know comes. Matthew Lillard was in this movie? Get out of town! This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. You either listen to the show because you really like the Chiefs or because you really hate sports radio. And I am super cool with either of those reasons. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. I want to talk about Kevin Durant and maybe coming to the Phoenix Suns before the uh, the, the show takes itself to a, a Seth Kaiserly place here in about 20 minutes. But first, I teased it last segment. If I don't mention it now, it's never going to happen. Rudy, do you want to retell the story? I'll, I'll reset us back up. I'll let you explain where we ended up today. Um, it was on, I think it must have been the 30th. Yes. On on 6.30, I saved files for this show as, you know, whenever we put anything, any audio in our, in our whole system here, always starts with month, dash, day, dash, last digits of the year. Just the best, it's just how, honestly, I think it's the best way to sort it out. I don't even know if that's true. It's how it's been done since before any of us got here, yep. and it's worked out since we've been here. So you just put the day of, you can sort it easily, you know, it, it's always dashes, not slashes, because you got to make it happy for Windows or whatever. That's just how it always works. So I'd save something as, you know, if, I don't know if you downloaded it or not, but if you would have downloaded the audio today, Rudy would have saved the Brian Windhorst clip we played as 7-5-22, Windhorse Tom Edit, or something, is what I would have written. So I did that last week, and Rudy couldn't find some of the audio. He found that on June 30th, I had labeled a file as 7-4-22, which is insane because that's the 4th of July. Obviously, I knew that last Thursday wasn't the 4th of July. Because it definitely was not the 4th of July, but it was labeled the 4th of July. So what did I do? Well, the que- that was the question. My presumed answer was that I would never know. Yeah. I just thought it was an inexplicable brain fart from the beyond. And then today, Rudy came down at one point and said, I figured out why you labeled that file the 4th of July. Because there was another audio file that, we, that you had saved today. And it was saved 7-10-22. Today is 7-5-22. Which I thought at first was like a little weird. But then I glanced at the computer, said July 10th. So I was like, oh, no, it's right. Then it hit me. Wait a second. No, it is the day after the 4th of July. It is definitely 7-5-22. But this computer's wrong. So we have figured out why Josh, five days previously, had labeled a file 7-4 when it was 6-30 because the computer is five days ahead. Why? I don't know. Something happened. It's five days ahead. And I imagine people have been labeling if they've just glanced down the bottom right corner of the computer, just be like, "Hey, what, oh, what's the date today?" Glance at it. Oh, yeah, okay, it's 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 seven dash ten dash two two. 
Yeah, because that's a good point. It can't just have been me at this point, I don't think. It might have also just been you. It's also, it could have just, it definitely could have just been me. And if it's just me, hey, you know what? I'm just happy to be special. But it is at a point where I don't think, I don't have the thought, what month is it? What day is it? I just, if I'm saving a file. Just look at the computer. I just look in the bottom right corner of Windows. It's just right there. So I just type whatever it says, even whenever it's ultimately completely wrong. It's five days fast. Now, here's the question. That computer lives in the future. This is exactly it. So we can't... You didn't fix it in there, right? No, Still five days ahead. No, 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 Thank no, no, no. goodness. I guess... I don't, mess, I don't mess with time. I guess we just go look for... Do you want to go look at stocks? Do we want to look at, like, future, like, sporting events? I mean, I would. Go gamble on? Some Powerball numbers. Yeah, that's probably... the That's, that's, your, that's your cost benefit, right? Yeah. It's just... The most money for the the smallest risk that you know something goes wrong in the time stream. Oh, I guess they're right. People get it right all the time. It's fine. And if you spend a dollar and all of a sudden the time stream is all is all wobbly wobbly or whatever. Is me winning the Powerball going to lead to World War Four? I mean, no, it's I totally just plausible. Mean, actually, yeah, that's, you never know. No, I just think that I think you ought to go Am over to that right computer. That? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. We're going to get there eventually. If I just, if me winning the Powerball just happens to speed it up by 10 years, yeah. Wars wars get started over money literally every time. Wars so, get started over almost nothing. Almost every time. It's either nothing or money, typically. Or like having blonde hair. Or racism. Is that basically yeah. World War II? I mean, it could, be, it could be racism. I was reading a thing today um, that there was some, boy, this is a effing left turn, huh? I just was. I don't even have enough details for it to be a show topic. I certainly didn't intend it on it being one, but it was like that the, in this audio, the, this never before released audio to like a a documentarian. They they basically have the guy whose name currently escapes me and was hanged at some point after escaping for a while after World War Two. Humpty Dumpty. No. But they like had the audio of him like admitting to him like basically being behind the entire background of the holocaust that was one of those things where just like oh like this it's just some audio footage now that we have of this of this guy that will hopefully be used in some documentarian sort of way that will make that story a little fuller for people who are you know increasing in time from of distance from it you know you learn from the history etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't know i just saw that today and we're thinking wow that i mean there's just a there is just something deeply wild about that obviously um and now we're here i don't remember what you said that took me there rudy but it's just a thing that i saw earlier today that oh. i did not prepare as like a show topic i have no further thoughts me wars. winning the powerball how wars war. start yeah, yeah. Yeah, you really did take this segment darker. I think. I, I think on at least too. a couple of occasions. I think you said that your Powerball was going to start World War Four, which presumably is I skipping the third one. If it, well, I and, would say the third one's essentially just been happening for like twenty years, and, and then you acknowledged it. Then you implicitly brought up um, one of the most sort of horrific times in human history, if not yeah. just the most. So we got a lot to choose from. We don't. Hey, you know what? We don't need to rank the worst times in human history. We have a wealth of those examples. 
So I'm going to stop that bit before it gets anywhere. They're all just pretty bad. We're not going to power rank atrocities. Not happening. I would say they all tie for worst. Really sucking. Sure. That's, you know, I'm not even really willing to do that. There's a lot of bad things. Why did you have to make this about? I did not take it that dark. You, it would, I said one thing and you took it a whole nother level. The issue People is that joke if about I war all the time. If I rightfully push back on this, it's only going to push us farther down this trail, and I just don't really want it to. JT says he used to be addicted to time travel, but that's all in the past now. I think I so. Here's the thing, JT. Yeah, it's time travel. No, I do it's a, it's a time I, travel joke. Yeah, no, I do. But I think explicitly, it's not all in the past, right? It's some of it's currently happening, and some of it hasn't happened yet. Think about it. Time's a circle. It's a flat circle. On a rotating record player. Exactly. I knew we'd talk about Kyrie eventually. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. A genuinely emotional, touching moment completely undercut by the sloppy way we got there. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Here's the thing. We got plenty of hours of radio the remainder of the week. And so, you know, you, you can get a, a Kevin Durant wellness check with me here as you need to. Right now, I will say I my anxiety levels are not in a terribly healthy place. But first, Rudy, what's the most text messages, unread text messages you've had on your phone in the last six months, would you say? Uh, my mom, there was a, we had a family, just like me, my mom, my sister. And my mom, my sister, I actually, I mentioned you about this. My mom wants to get like matching tattoos. Yes, got to do it. And I don't remember what we were doing, but we were busy. And so like, I just, I could not check uh, my text messages for a, pre- a prolonged period of time. And I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was pretty close to like 40. Okay, that's a lot to me. Yeah. What do you have right now? Just a current blind oh, check. Uh, zero. Zero. I, I, I hate, oh, take it back. I got one. One text message, it is a gif of Kirby laying down just saying it's been a tough day. That's very good. It's a good good gif. I don't remember sending Um, you that. (laughs) um, But uh, I do not like notifications in general. When I get a notification, I will largely check it right away. I I feel that. I I might go like an hour in between checking it, but when I do, like it is a clean wipe of the phone, right? Get rid of all notifications. I... um... Right when I asked you that, I had 17 unread texts, but like six of them were from a group chat, a work group chat here for a guest. And I just typed that just now down to 11. I got some from my mom that I missed like right before the show was going to start that I'll get to, you know. Yeah. One of them's an insulin uh, Walgreens reminder that I'm leaving unread, so I go back to it. But I, I don't like having any red dots, and I definitely like seeing that be double digits. Yeah. Whoever made the new group there when Corey left. Use my other number, mm. the phone that I just don't check anymore. So I noticed that I think like this morning. So like I I, I do not get I, I I so like that phone at some point may get up to like thirty because all of a sudden there's going to be all those work text messages that I just don't check for like a full day or two, and then it's going to be like oh yeah I forgot they go to this phone. We'll let you know. It is my work phone, to be fair. So you know, work stuff on the work phone makes sense. I will let you know that the border patrol is going for Dennis Dodd this week. So that's our guy. Never had him on. Here's what. Here's why this all came to mind just now. Instead of me just trying to get a little bit of um, 
Kevin Durant exhaling. Yeah. Different Kevin. Kevin Clark just tweeted out a screenshot ah. from a, a group chat about uh, they're they're tweeting about Chet or tweeting about Chet Holmgren. Now, Kevin Clark is um very well known. Seems very well connected all throughout the industry. I can I can very much imagine lots of people trying to get a hold of Kevin Clark. Yes. If you're not a type of person that's like always trying to get that number down to zero, I can understand why that would get away from you. But also, I like using Kevin as an example here because we're in at least the same like line of work. This isn't Justin Bieber's iPhone unread number, although just as handsome. Kevin has 830 unread texts. What? And it's so, here's my thing. Uh, how? I, and I didn't even respond to him. How? I didn't respond to his tweet. I decided to just make it about make it a radio segment instead, free content. Like, and this way he doesn't even have to know that I'm bothered by his phone habits. Emails are one thing, but text messages. Here's here's where 830 loses me, okay? <laughs> about 800 ago. <laughs> here's where 45 Whenever I got out of the hospital, I had like 60 because I had been unconscious for, you know, multiple days. Yeah, you were slacking on getting back to people. I, I really was. Every time I opened it with, sorry, <laughs> sorry I'm running late. But at some point, don't you just don't you just hit open all, mark all as read, and you just start over? Because yes. if whoever, whoever your 800th unread text was, you're not going to get there. No, you, at just, some you point, never will. You have, at some point, you have to just drop the bomb on your inbox. At some point, you just have to accept, I will never, ever respond to these people. I, yeah. If, if you want to quickly go through and, and hit the important ones that you really want to, sure. Just be like, okay. Set a timer. 15 minutes. Let's see what we can respond to. Yeah. 15 minutes is up. We're clearing it all. Or if if I tomorrow got 100 texts, I would probably just, I would like one night, I'd be like, Renee, we're just, you know, put on an episode of whatever we're watching. I'm going to sit here and respond to 100 people for the next three nights or something. You know, you just chip away at it. I don't know. Okay, let's do this. Where's your number? Where's your number in total amount of text messages that you could get? And how far it would go before you would just say, if you were texter number one through 829, I'm not getting back to you. I just missed it and I apologize. But you will never hear my apology. Um, I think once that hits triple digits, I get really nervous uh, yeah, about just, ever getting that back down. I just can't imagine ever getting to that point. All of the responses to Kevin's tweet here are all of... 830 unread texts is giving me insane anxiety. 830? 830? Kevin. I would watch a 30 for 30 trilogy solely based on people who have so many unread text messages. I would watch a, a video short of him just responding to all these text messages. Yeah, I think that would actually be pretty fun. I'm sure that people who live like that are really annoyed of having other people be like, how do you live like having that? Having to explain, yes. I'm sure they're sick of it. Absolutely. Also, they deserve to hear it. I mean, that is they just what it is, right? It. There are some, like, here, I, I know I can get tired of, like, hearing the same cliches over and over and over. Do, do I like hearing Rudy Chance? No, but my name's Rudy, so it's just, <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the curse I was born with. But you know what? I was born with that, right? I didn't have any choice in the matter. Kevin, you have a choice. You can fix this problem. 
you just get rid of them all. If you got to throw your phone in a lake and go get a new one, do it. Just burn it. Destroy it. That phone's dead. Just mark them all red. Then no, tweet out I, your I screenshot. Destroy it. Then you just throw it away. Get a new number. And that's also fine. Sometimes clean, clean start. Need, sometimes you need bold. You need bold solutions to dramatic problems, and that's one of them. Did we tease that we were going to talk about Kevin Durant for the majority of this first hour? Meh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll tell you this. messages there. Yeah, that you know, I got distracted partway through. I don't know how many unread Seth has, but he'll be with us next.